Maverick News presents The Rick Walker Show Defrag your mind Good evening everyone, I'm Rick Walker, welcome back to the Maverick News Channel Hello Maverick family and new viewers Great to have everyone here we have a whole lot of stuff to talk about tonight, and every day seems to get more bizarre. So here's a question. Is Mr. Yu, the owner of the home that blew up, still alive? Inquiring minds want to know. We'll look into that. Uh, RFK Jr., He's struggling to deal with fallout from, how do I put this? Revelations, revelations, not, not the right word. He's trying to explain his trips on Jeffrey Epstein's airplane. And at this point, it, you know, anyone associated with the airplane. Well, it doesn't really seem to matter what you say. It's a no-win situation. So we'll dig into that tonight. Uh, we'll update you on the situation with the, uh, the Texas shooting spree tragedy. And we'll also talk about the Tribal Nations Summit in the United States. Joe Biden also talking about, well, begging really for continued funding for the Ukraine war, issuing a warning saying if the funding doesn't come through, Americans need to be prepared to send U.S. soldiers to fight Russian soldiers alongside NATO in the near future. So he's raising that possibility. Uh, what else do we have for you? Those are the main things tonight. We'll probably touch a little bit as well on the situation in uh, situation with the Israel-Hamas war and some other things too. So don't go away. Stay with me. I will be right back.
Greetings brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others. Out. Of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals, individuals, defenders of individual rights and freedoms, credible, trusted, grounded in reality. Maverick News, Maverick News. Defending free speech, free speech, speech. Donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow, maybe too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The world is watching. Okay, let's start things off with uh, this tragedy down in Nevada. A person opened fire at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas campus. At least three people taken to hospitals. Police say they have found the suspected shooter dead. So, alerts went out across the campus after callers reported that there was an active shooter Uh, This is around 11.45 a.m. today. Students and professors on the campus barricaded themselves inside dorm rooms, classrooms. I think there's a population on campus there of about 30,000. And we have some video from the scene tonight. Show you kind of what was going on there today. I had it all queued up here for you. Here we go. All right. I don't know if you've seen any of this yet, but we'll bring you up to speed if you haven't. Maybe show you some things that uh, haven't run elsewhere yet. So this was the scene on campus earlier today. You know, it seemed like a lot of concern, but at the same time, most people remaining fairly calm here. And more here. And you can see officers positioning themselves there. There were also many officers on rooftops keeping a close watch. This is what it looked like as the students were being evacuated. Police. 
<laughs> She's like hands up and that one student is like one hand on her phone still looking at the screen while she's walking down the stairs with her other hand in the air. Talk about phone addiction. But here are every student basically being treated as a, it appears like a suspect. And here's a video of officers on rooftops. And as you can see from this Diagram, they had many streets blocked off. So it's a story that we continue to follow. Just uh, bear with me here. I've got some computer problems here tonight. The power supply in our main computer is acting up and it's making a lot of racket. So give me a moment here while I put some duct tape and some chewing gum on it and I'll be right back. So, yeah, it has been a, a day of violence for sure, not only in Nevada, but also in Texas. And uh, Joe Biden is saying that uh, he and the First Lady are praying for the families of the victims killed at the University of Nevada and in Texas yesterday. So in Texas, six people were found killed and three others injured yesterday in shootings in two separate communities. And at least three people are dead in the UNLV campus shooting. One additional victim remains in critical condition in hospital tonight. So the shooting at the University of Las Vegas that had students and faculty shelter in place occurred on the same day that a vigil was planned to honor the memory of two Nevada state troopers less than a week after a deadly shooting at a homeless encampment. The vigil, which was scheduled for Nevada State Police Sergeant Michael Abate and Trooper Alberto Felix, was called off. 
as a result of the UNLV shooting. So, of course, this has once again brought the issue of gun control back to the surface. And while all this was going on, the debate was rekindled. And we'll continue to fester. So um, let me see if I've got that. Here it is here. So here's uh, Chuck Schumer. Republicans sort of standing strong on their position on gun control. And Schumer. trying to take it to them. Here's the clip. Unanimous consent that the Judiciary Committee be discharged from further consideration of S-25 and the Senate proceed to its immediate consideration that the bill be considered read a third time and passed. Is there objection? I object. Here are the facts. The scourge of gun violence in America is a national crisis. The American people are sick and tired of enduring one mass shooting after another. They are sick and tired of vigils and moments of silence for family, friends, classmates, co-workers. Today, Democrats have moved to pass the assault weapons ban to help rid our streets of these deadly weapons. We still feel the unquenchable suffering of the families of Sandy Hook, where 11 years ago, next week, 26 innocent lives were cut short by an automatic weapon. I still see the pictures of those little children. And I still remember, because I speak to them all fairly recently, the parents who have a hole in their hearts forever because some madman with an assault weapon was able to kill 26 of them, one after the other. We still feel the agony of places like Buffalo, where a year and a half ago, a gunman murdered 10 people in cold blood at a Topps grocery store. I was at that grocery store a few days later. I still feel their pain. We feel the pain of Uvalde, Las Vegas, Orlando, El Paso. The list sadly goes on and on and on. And we also take action today because of tragedies like the Long Island Railroad massacre that happened 30 years ago tomorrow in my own backyard. The innocent people who lost their, lost their lives. It was the 533 train filled with commuters heading home from work. So many injured, six killed. My heart still sinks. And I'll never forget hearing that news. The river of blood in the aisles of the commuter railroad train. Just horrible. By passing the assault weapons ban today, we can help save lives, get these weapons off our streets, and prevent future tragedies. We say to our Republican friends, stand with families fearing for their lives, or stand with the gun lobby and block this assault weapon ban. Just look at what happened the last time both sides worked together on common sense gun safety measures. We did something many believe to be impossible under the leadership of Senator Murphy, Senator Durbin, and Senator Blumenthal, and so many others. 
and passed the first major gun safety bill in three decades. While this bill was a long overdue step in the right direction, we have to do a lot more. Today we have an opportunity to come together, pass another life-saving measure. But you know, there's something weird going on. I don't think it's gun control legislation myself that needs focus right now. There is something really weird going on. Like I said last night, the news gets weirder and weirder. You've got that guy at the Colorado amusement park. Goes in there. Wearing body armor. Carrying weapons. Goes into a washroom. Kills himself. And then spray paints something on the wall, I believe, that said, I'm not a killer. Then you've got the guy in the airplane. I mentioned these last night. The pilot who was off duty, but reached for the controls to shut down the engines, try to crash the airplane. Didn't happen, fortunately, but he'll probably never fly again. His career as a pilot is over. You've got Adrian Espiro as just one of a number of people who have tried to get close enough to RFK Jr. to kill him, or so it appears. There have even been people who have scaled the, well, breached the perimeter of the property, got right into his house. You've got that car. Of the Rainbow Bridge in Niagara Falls, a Bentley, high-priced Bentley, affluent couple, head straight into the border crossing at a speed in excess of 100 miles per hour, crash the vehicle, it explodes, and there's almost nothing left of it in the end. And then we're told initially that it's an act of terrorism. Then we're told that it isn't. Whether that was a mistake by media or incorrect information coming from authorities at the time, I don't know. But that was weird. There are many other cases like this as well. And then, what did we see this week? We saw that house in Arlington explode. That was weird. We'll come back to that. And then this shooting, mass shooting in Texas yesterday. Six murders. And we're finding out some pretty weird stuff about that tonight as well. He, the suspect was previously charged with assaulting a family member and was bailed out by a nonprofit progressive group. According to news reports coming out of the local area there, Shane James is 34 years old. He's accused of killing six people and injuring others in Bexar County and Austin. James served as a U.S. Army infantry officer from February of 2013 to August of 2015 and is charged with several counts of capital murder. 
In January of 2022, James was charged with aggravated assault against his mother, father, and sister. And bail records indicate that he was bonded out by Texas Organizing Project, a nonprofit focused on progressive issues that helped elect Bexar County District Attorney Joe Gonzalez and County Sheriff Javier Salazar. So this group is left-leaning and advocates for a range of liberal objectives, including immigrant rights, healthcare justice, voting rights, climate justice. And they got this guy out of jail. So they did issue a statement and they say that they are profoundly saddened and deeply troubled by the tragic events involving James. It uh, bailed James out in coordinators with Bexar County's Public Defender's Office on misdemeanor charges on bond fees that totaled uh, $300. These are the notes that I have here. I'm not sure if those are correct numbers. I, this is just kind of weird. Why would they bail this guy out? What's their connection to him? What was their interest in this guy? What was it that set this guy off? That's the real question for me. It's very strange. This went on for hours as well. It's because it, uh, it began around 1045 AM in Austin in the, 7200 block of Bachman Drive. That's where a school district police officer was shot and injured. And then just over an hour after that, police got a 911 call about a male and female killed in the 7300 block of Shadywood Drive. Then there was a third shooting that occurred around 5 p.m., Authorities say they found a male cyclist shot and suffering non-life-threatening injuries. A fourth was reported later in Austin when police responded to a burglary and progress call in the 5300 block of Austral Loop. The suspect then opened fire on the officer in the backyard of a residence, striking the police officer several times. That officer returned fire and took cover. The suspect was not hit by any bullets in that exchange and fled the scene. He was in a vehicle. Police gave chase. During a search of the home of where the burglary was reported, they found two more dead victims. Anyway, James is being held in the Travis County Jail with no bond. And Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, says that the state is grieving for the loved ones of the six Texans who were murdered. He says the guy should never get out of jail. He says the murderer also shot two law enforcement officers in the line of duty. that there is something weird going on, folks, it seems to me. You know, we've, we've heard 
talk about prescription drugs, you know, mood altering drugs, psychoactive drugs, and how they might be playing a part in the uh, in all of these mass shootings. Some other factors as well. I just I just know that there's some really weird things going on because, well, let's come back to the exploding house. All right, let's just show you the exploding house. This is in Arlington, and this is only actually a short distance from the White House. And here's what it looked like again. The explosion, nothing left of the darn house. Police were executing a search warrant there. Okay, so that's strange oh. enough, right? That's strange enough. A house not far from the White House explodes. Police there responding to a report apparently of shots fired or something, and they evacuated people from surrounding homes, at least uh, at least 10, maybe 12 houses. They cleared people out. They prevented people from getting into the area. Uh, the fire department was called. They shut the gas off. And then the guy, there was a guy in the house, they say, who was firing off a flare gun many times over. Finally, the place blows up, as you saw. But the weird thing is, they say that the guy inside was the home owner. And they say that they found his remains, held a news conference to confirm that. But tonight, <laughs> well, over the past day, some people are now saying that the owner of the home is still alive. And the weird thing, here's the really weird thing about it. James Yu is the guy's name. <laughs> and he had been posting online about a variety of alarming things, saying that he was being spied on. He, well, being described by the mainstream media as someone who was paranoid. But this story gets even stranger. So here's, uh, well, here's just a, just so we're not going North American on this all the time. Here's the Hindustan Times. And look at what they're saying. Who was James Yu? Paranoid conspiracy theorist who triggered blast at his Virginia home presumed dead. And there were posts on his social media about 9-11. Um, talked about being spied on. He'd been divorced from his wife, so he's been 
isolated and alienated. Um, he also claimed that they were working with the witch and the alien plotting a surprise attack against him on December 7th, which is the Pearl Harbor attack anniversary, which would be a little bit crazy. It would seem to me. And so now here's the really weird stuff. People are saying that he's still alive and they're seeing him post online. He was also ordered by the court to pay his ex-wife, I think it was 80 grand plus half of what the house is worth, which was a total of $150,000 to her. But the weird stuff is, this is what we're seeing tonight. This is a video of, uh, of what's supposed to be a social media feed online of of James Yu. And check this out. Look, look at what it's, it's saying here. This is like, uh, is this a ghost? Is it James Yu still out there tweeting? Or is it totally fake? So what's it saying here? It says, I was being spied on by the U.S. government for previously working as head of security for CFIUS. They assume I am a traitor. So then somebody named Soviet Technocracy says, don't do drugs. Uh, and then somebody not taking it seriously here says, as a fellow schizo, I wish our government did more to surveil us to make sure we're up, not up to no good. I don't know. This is kind of this is really bizarre. You know, I wouldn't pay it much mind, except that we've seen so many bizarre things within the last week. It says they do not want an actual coup against them, and they rig, orchestrating, and troll a fake January 6th event riot, and then rig trials to set fake precedents in attempts to scare and control the people's minds. Then they, all in capital letters, spy on the people and track the people's reaction to fake January 6th event and ruin people who show even the slight hint of resistance against them. It says, all my social media is being banned for no reason. I wasn't even home when that incident happened. You'll all know the truth soon. It goes on and says, all software and hardware have backdoor security breaches purposefully built in with governments, nations spying on people. I know America and the Department of Defense changed their network security architecture since my CFI US days around 2003. But Checkpoint Security, Israeli-based company, firewalls and security products are deeply entrenched throughout America's and DOD's network, including the Internet. This is not a secret. They, again in capital letters shouting, intentionally sacrificed America's and DOD's security to Israel. <laughs> Somebody says, don't stop now, keep going. You survived that blast. Holy shit. And then, bro, he says, what does this say here? Don't step now. You, uh, 
Bro, they said it was a flare gun and gas. And then James, yo, you, if it's really him, says, you're being lied to. The U.S. government wants me dead because they assume I'm a traitor. And then somebody's asking, why do they want you dead, bro? They say they're saying you're there, so if you weren't, what's it say? If you weren't there. Let me just scroll down. Let me just get it for you here. Because this is old news now. All of your videos are deleted now, but this one. You know the truth before the seventh. Bro, it says, there is a lot going on in the world and your story could get swept under the rug real quick. So what's your objectives? Did you just delete your videos or they hit your channel screenshot at all? James, you 844. Never forget. James, would you agree to an interview? You are one of the most explosive guests I could ever dream of. That comes from Sex Luther. <laughs> so the authorities have not retracted anything that they've said with regard to finding his remains. But they did say they are assuming it was him because I think they need to, well, I think they might have a little hard time, a hard time identifying him visually. They probably have to do either dental records or DNA on whomever was found in that home. Let me just uh, let me just confirm that that is indeed what they said. So Arlington house explosion victim presumed dead. See, it says presumed. It doesn't say he is. It says presumed. So they still have not confirmed unequivocally that that is the body of James U. They're presuming. So it is possible the guy is still alive and maybe whoever was in the house is somebody else. They could be mistaken. So we'll have to give it time and get more factual information. And based on what I'm reading and seeing, the authorities didn't say that they were 100% certain that it was him. They said that they are presuming that he is dead. They were presuming that that was who was in the house at the time of the explosion and that they are presuming that the remains are his. Tomorrow is the 7th. So we will have to wait and see. Now here's... New York Times tonight. No, that's old news, man. Why are you posting that as a new one? It's old. I'm not seeing any other 
new information on this at this point. So I would say, folks, don't assume anything. Don't. I wouldn't get too overexcited about any of this information one way or the other. I think the only thing, the only real responsible thing to do is just sit back and wait a little longer to see what the truth ends up being. I don't think we should get too excited about it because we don't want to fuel rumors or make more of something than it really is. Just sit back, wait, and let the information flow. Get the facts. Not start getting all jacked up. Now, if that guy is still alive and he says that the tr more truth will come out tomorrow, we will find out tomorrow. Right? And if nothing new comes out tomorrow, if there is no new revelation, then I guess he's either wrong or lying. And maybe that whole thing is fake. I do know this. You've got weirdness wrapped around weirdness right there. Because it seems to me that if indeed he was, regardless he has been posting things online that indicate to me that he has kind of a messed up mind. <laughs> that he might be suffering from depression. That he's vulnerable to suggestion. We know that there's a giant psyop going on out there. And we are engaged in what is clearly a third world war, but it's not a conventional war. It is fifth generation warfare. It's a lot about information warfare, propaganda, and outright psyops. It's also coming at a time when we are on the, uh, the leading edge of a new artificial intelligence era. The thing that really concerns me with regard to that is we're seeing real acceleration in the use of artificial intelligence. Just within the last six months to a year, especially within the last three months, and its use is expanding at an exponential rate. It's also becoming clear to me that what we have here is an artificial intelligence arms race. The AI technology is the new atomic bomb. In case you haven't clued in. And it is already being used in ways that I think we're not even truly aware of. Which is probably why we're seeing so much weirdness. I know from doing some research into this that the Chinese are spending about 10 times more on AI research than the United States. I know that China is way out in front when it comes to artificial intelligence technology. I also know that artificial intelligence technology, because it can reach a point of self-learning, that it becomes more powerful at an exponential rate. So if you're already out in front, it will become difficult, if not impossible, to catch up.
And because the United States and NATO countries are already well behind, I think we're in uh, a heap of trouble. And it's about more than just deep fakes. It's about more than just videos that might not be real, where they're mimicking world leaders, faking speeches from world leaders like Joe Biden. And we've seen some strange videos online with Joe Biden. And we know that the Russians in the early days of the Ukraine conflict produced a fake video of Vladimir Zelensky ordering his troops to surrender. Now, at that time, it was fairly easy to see to even an untrained eye that it wasn't authentic. But, it, but these videos keep getting better and better and better. And the propaganda, the information warfare coming out of the Israel-Hamas conflict, that's becoming increasingly polished, increasingly sophisticated, increasingly convincing. We're seeing it get better and better. And in a way, that makes it a whole lot worse, doesn't it? Because... Any political power, any government in the world, any government making use of technology in that way to manipulate people and generate support or opposition one way or the other, I think that they are um, playing with fire. And it's an absolute assault on democracy. We're also seeing that this kind of technology can indeed actually be used to undermine and circumvent elections. It's going to be a major factor going into the next U.S. presidential election. Make no mistake. It's also becoming evident that when it comes to these psyops that are going on, this kind of technology can also and probably is being used in a variety of ways to create images, to create videos, and to, I think, even craft the language that is used, the text that accompanies these videos, the captions. Because artificial intelligence is capable of writing all kinds of copy, of spinning up narratives. And I think learning about human psychology and how to manipulate people using psychological warfare techniques. I think we're already there. In some ways, I think that everything is already to some degree being controlled by artificial intelligence. If not controlled, definitely influencing everything. And the concern, of course, is that this is going to manifest itself in ways that will be deployed on the battlefield in a kinetic way, which is extremely dangerous. So you can see in the future waves of drones equipped with facial recognition, being guided by satellites connected to computers that are powered by artificial intelligence that are able to make decisions in a fraction of a second. 
we've already been hacked. Our minds, to some degree, even our DNA, our biometrics. We've been pumping our information into the internet with our Fitbits. And some people even having their DNA sequence analyzed and registered and uploaded to the net, like Kevin O'Leary on his medical vacation slash business trip to Dubai, where he was getting his stem cell therapy. It indicated that he has had his DNA scanned into the computer. If you have computers running on AI that are able to not just regurgitate information and you get use algorithms to search for information and then spit out search engine results, but to actually reason and extrapolate, they can predict what is going to happen. It isn't even just about pre-crimes at that point where a computer could predict that you're going to do something as soon as you think about it. No, it's about a computer that becomes so smart and is able to analyze data to such a degree that it can predict what you are going to do before you have even thought about it. You take that technology into the battlefield and you have computers that are able to predict using predictive technology like predictive text, only this is predictive reasoning based on logic algorithms and human psychology algorithms. You can predict an enemy's next move, maybe your enemy's next three, four, or five moves and be there to intercept and prevent. It's getting that scary. Combine that with waves of aerial drones, robots that are virtually impossible to defeat on the ground. And maybe you don't even need those anymore because with AI technology coupled with psychological warfare techniques and being deployed online and targeting people very specifically using the internet. Maybe you can take over an entire country without ever firing a shot. And what makes you think that our leaders are the ones doing this to us. It could be outside forces. Indeed, I would submit to you that our leaders are just as vulnerable as we are. They're online. They're on Facebook. They're surfing the net and scrolling through Twitter every single day, just like us. They're just people too. And if they're targeted by outside foreign influences, foreign governments, maybe they could be convinced of things and to do things. If the Chinese are that much more advanced than we are already, 
And we know because there's actual paper trails on this of financial influence within our countries and within our institutions, our universities, our school systems, our governments. I'm just throwing these thoughts out there for you folks. Could be. Think back to the pandemic and how divided people were. And then think back to last night when I ran that clip of Seamus O'Regan, Labor Minister for Canada, standing up at the podium at the Empire Club saying, with these sort of wide, strange-looking eyes, he says, we've changed. No kidding. We've changed, he said. But then he went on. And his recollection of what happened during the pandemic was like 180 degrees in the opposite direction from the way I remember it. Because in his recollection, what the government did was a great thing. They pulled us out of the pandemic. They, they resuscitated the economy by printing a crap load of money and putting us, plunging us deep, deep, deep into debt. But that's sort of a sidebar to all of what I'm talking about right now. I'm just saying, what if these decisions being made by our leaders are decisions that are being made not of their own free will? They think that they're doing these things of their own free will, but they're being influenced and manipulated too. And maybe it isn't just the money. Maybe it isn't just straight up corruption. Maybe they're a little bit loopy too because of the information that's being fed directly to them, just like us. And there's no question in my mind that we have changed. I see people saying, seeing, saying things, acting in ways that I never thought, even just a few years ago, that I would ever see in this country. And yet people's attitudes definitely have changed. The mood has changed. The way people talk has changed. There's far more racism all the way around, far more prejudice, and a whole lot more hate and a whole lot more fear and paranoia all the way around. There's no doubt in my mind that people are being manipulated, that there is a giant psyop happening, but people are being manipulated in different ways to do, in some cases, exactly the opposite things so that we end up in the streets fighting with each other. Using age-old tropes. Old narratives, old storylines, cliches simplistic explanations for complex problems using scapegoats to give people false solutions to complicated issues. Amplify that with social media, then amplify it again using some degree of artificial intelligence. We've got a real problem on our hands. And I don't think our leaders are equipped to deal with this. We've seen, you know, some conferences and some government sessions held. Start to look at AI, just to start to look at it and start to formulate <laughs> new laws and regulations to sort of, you know, regulate it. 
man, I think it's already so far along that anything that they put in place at this point is like, they are like a, a thousand miles behind and, and it's just starting to get their running shoes on to chase after it. There's stuff going on within the military and industrial complex using AI that would probably just, we probably wouldn't even be able to wrap our minds around it. Keep in mind, when was when was the original Terminator movie? When, when, when did it come out? In the 1980s? That was a long time ago. We're already there. And then all these bizarre things going on. Just seems to me like we're all these mass shootings and explosions coupled to, you know, with actual real wars that we're engaged in. This isn't the way that it used to be, not at all. The war is here. And I keep telling everybody, I keep saying you're only half awake. Everybody thinks that they're awake on this side. I think people and the people on the other side think you're all crazy. They think I'm crazy. I think everybody thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> Listen to me talking right now. No wonder. It does sound crazy. And it does drive people crazy. That's the point. I think that all of this is designed to drive people crazy, to undermine our, our country, to destabilize everything, to destabilize you. And then in some cases, they target very specific people for a very specific reason and trigger them at just the right moment. And they go off the deep end and they commit crazy acts of violence. I'm going to reach out to all of you guys in, our, in the Maverick family here tonight. I know that a lot of you are frustrated and a lot of you are angry. A lot of you are scared. Some of you are paranoid. I totally get it. Been there myself. Because these are very strange, weird times. But don't give in to the darkness. Don't let it consume you. And if you find yourself in a place like that at any time, where it's so dark that you just feel there's no hope anymore and you feel like you have to lash out or do anything bad. You message me, you call me, you get a hold of me. Okay. And we'll work it out because I guarantee you it's not as bad as you think it is out there. It just isn't. There's always hope and we're going to find a way through this. First thing we need to do is make people aware that there's this giant manipulation going on. And it's all designed to hurt us. I never thought that I would see the day where people here were cheering for our enemies. I get it. I understand. I want peace. But that's what's going on. I never thought that I would see something like what I'm seeing right now, where we are all so self-destructive, self-hating. It's just, it's not healthy. And the nation can't survive this. We can't survive this unless we get our hands wrapped around it and take control of it. We're not going to stop it. 
the technology is there. It's already in play. There's nothing that we can do to stop it. Because if we just say, we have to stop it, stop. We might stop, but other governments will not. That's the problem. It's an AI arms race. Whoever wins this gets the next nuclear bomb. Only bigger. This is bigger than the development of nuclear weapons. Bigger. This is a fight for the entire world. And you think, just think back to what was said in those videos the other night with Kevin O'Leary. I don't think he realized what he was saying. He said that when he's in Dubai, he loves it there because when he was on that one financial show, he mentioned this. He said, in Dubai, in the UAE, they... That Muslim country is on the leading edge of AI technology. And he's there to invest in it. Along with a lot of other people from around the world. Dubai Financial Center now. People are so focused on Israel. So focused on Ukraine, Russia. Follow the money. Where's the new money? Dubai. Oil, financial center, cryptocurrencies, artificial intelligence development, stem cell therapy. They're messing around with the eugenics folks. Because the regulations are not nearly as strict there. They're doing things there that are illegal over here. You're only half awake. Meanwhile, we're being fed age-old tropes that are leading us down paths of anti-Semitism or Islamophobia. Either way, we're in the streets fighting. While these guys over here are working toward the development of the next or the new AI bomb. And whoever controls that technology will control the world, the entire planet. You're worried about a 15-minute city? It's bigger than that. You're worried about a class war? You got it. It's all about the data. All of it. Digital. Your information. You combine that data with artificial intelligence, they're going to be a hundred steps ahead all the time. You think you're going to survive by running into the woods and living in a tiny house or a lean to? That's not the answer either. We've got to get our heads wrapped around this. We've got to get our hands wrapped around this. And we've got to do it now. These exploding cars and exploding houses. These mass shootings. 
There's a lot more going on than meets the eye. This is not just a battle for the world. It's a battle for our souls. God help us all. And that is the truth. So I was going to go in and, uh, and deal with more of the news of the day, but you know what, as I'm looking at all these stories, it's really just uh, recycled stuff from every other day where they're just updating it, you know, the housing, <laughs> crisis in Canada, inflation, money printing, oh, Joe Biden says, uh, you know, please fund Ukraine or we're going to have to go to war with Russia later because if they get all of Ukraine, they won't stop and Putin will expand into Europe, which I don't think is really true. But that's what he's saying. So he's saying, fund the war so that we don't have to go to war. There's all of that. But instead of doing all of that, and yeah, and Biden today at the um, Tribal Nations Summit, uh, some new ground being broken there with uh, new government policies related to funding for um, tribes across the United States. So there's all of that. But, you know, I think instead of just digging into these stories, I don't really see a whole lot really that's new. So let's go to the phones. How about that? Give you guys a voice. You can chime in on anything you want to talk about tonight. Um, so my, Oh, you know, I do need to talk about the RFK Jr. thing. Definitely got to talk about that. Um, what can I tell you? This, this story, it's a no-win situation for him, for sure. He... Oh, the other thing, too, is the United States is investigating the murders, kidnappings, murders and kidnappings of citizens in that uh, October 7th attack in Israel. So Attorney General Merrick Garland uh, said that um, he's looking into war crimes when it comes to actions by Hamas. I think this is somewhat unusual. He said that Hamas murdered more than 30 Americans and kidnapped more during their terrorist attack on October 7th. Those are his words. And he said, we are investigating those heinous crimes and we will hold those people accountable. I think this is unusual because he's the attorney general of the United States. 
This ha didn't happen in the United States. It happened in Israel. Now, I suppose if you want to charge them with war crimes, but that's something that has to be dealt with in an international court, like the ICC. And they do already consider Hamas to be a terrorist group. So I suppose if Hamas members came to the United States, I suppose they could be arrested in the United States and then held and charged under U.S. law. But this is really an international matter. So I don't know how much weight any of this coming from Garland really carries in the international arena. So, yeah, this has this has to be dealt with at the United Nations level, at the ICC, and it gets really complicated. This is more of a public relations exercise than anything else. And I think they're trying to get out in front of accusations of war crimes coming from the other side in a formal way, which we've already seen um, some efforts in that regard taking place, even in Canada. We've seen that pro-Palestinian groups in Canada held a news conference about a week ago now saying that they may very well hold Justin Trudeau accountable and haul him into the ICC for a trial on war crimes and maybe other members of the government as well because the Canadian government like the United States is funding the war in the Middle East the war between Israel and Hamas And I think they could do that, keeping in mind that Canada is a country, was actually, I believe, the first country to endorse the ICC, the International Criminal Court. The United States is not a member, nor is Russia. As superpowers, they've chosen not to participate. And But Canada has signed on, and they have additional legislation in Canada as well that makes the activities of the ICC binding within Canada. So they haul Justin Trudeau up in front of the ICC. He'll go. He'll have to go. Because it's written on paper right here in Canada. Biden, he ain't going. Putin, he's not going. They'll just laugh. And there's nothing that can really be done. Because they're too powerful at this point. Anyway, there's all of that. Um, but the RFK Jr. thing, he is now admitting that he was on the, on Jeffrey Epstein's Lolita Express twice. And it's not going well for him in the court of public opinion. Not, uh, not, not good for his campaign. Here's a Newsweek article saying RFK Jr. caught in lie about Jeffrey Epstein flight. Two buildings, and I always take my Windows 11 Pro device. Just a second here. We'll just let this roll through. We'll show you. Um, he was on the Jesse Waters show. And uh, here we go. It says after it was revealed that Kennedy Jr. had flown on the convicted sex offender's private jet, 
the independent 2024 presidential candidate was among uh, a number of, oops, high-profile people who in 2021 were named as passengers on the jet, which was often used to transport guests to the financier's private Caribbean island, Little St. James. Amid mounting curiosity over Kennedy being listed as one of the passengers, spokesperson for the former Democrat exclusively told Newsweek that he had flown one time on Jeffrey Epstein's private plane. It was in 1993 from New York City to Palm Beach, Florida, to visit RFK Jr.'s mom for Easter, they told Newsweek at the time. Spokesperson added that the private jet trip was made possible by Kennedy's then-wife, Mary Richardson Kennedy, who was friendly with Epstein's partner at the time, Ghislaine Maxwell. While there has been no evidence to suggest that the plane passengers were involved in his crimes, and this is the Newsweek video that they produced to go with this article. Online users have falsely pushed the suggestion that all those who knew him were in some way complicit. With freestyle library uh, too, get real-time glucose reading. It's not playing well for him because he said one time there and then on this show with Jesse Waters. I guess he said that he'd done it twice. Anyway, I hope I'm getting the facts straight here. But Epstein's luxury Boeing 727 was derisively referred to as the Lolita Express by a number of media outlets following allegations that it was used to fly underage girls to some of the multimillionaires' properties. Following Epstein's death in jail in 2019, which is ruled a suicide, Lists have been shared on social media purporting to show the public figures who had visited the island, which is located east of Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands. So the Epstein scandal, it says here, also continues to be a talking point in the run-up to the presidential election. High-profile names have been added to the list. by social media users who have falsely targeted celebrities and politicians as part of an apparent campaign to link them to Epstein's crimes. There's no suggestion that those who did fly on the jet were involved in any illegal activity. Hmm. On Tuesday's installment of Fox News, Jesse Waters, primetime host, Jesse Waters said that Senator Dick Durbin, an Illinois Democrat, is blocking the release of flight logs from Epstein's jet several minutes after the discussion Waters welcomed Kennedy onto his show to discuss unrelated matters. And as the topic switched during the interview, Waters asked Kennedy, you weren't ever on Jeffrey Epstein's jet, were you? And he says, I was on Jeffrey Epstein's jet two times, Kennedy responded. It was, I was on it in 1993. I went to Florida with my wife and two children to visit my mom over Easter. My mom, or my wife rather, had some kind of relationship with Epstein's then partner, Ghislaine Maxwell, and they offered us a ride to Palm Beach. And Kennedy added that on another occasion, he said, I flew again with my family, I think four of my children and Mary, my wife, to Rapid City, South Dakota to go fossil hunting for a weekend. Otherwise, I was never on his jet alone. 
I've been very open about this from the beginning. This is something that keeps popping up for him. It's absolutely a liability. He says, this was in 93, so it was 30 years ago. It was before anybody knew about Jeffrey Epstein's nefarious issues. And I agree with you that all of this information should be released and we should get real answers on what happened to Jeffrey Epstein and any of the high-level political people that he was involved with. All of that should be open to the public. It should be absolutely transparent. And I don't see why any of those records would have any redactions in them. Why would we be hiding that from the American public? So it says here that Kennedy's recollection stands at odds with an emailed statement shared on his behalf with Newsweek on October 31st, in which a spokesperson for the former Democrat stated that he had only flown one time on Jeffrey Epstein's private plane. And then, as I said earlier, yes. And then in, the, in this new interview, he says twice. The occasion the Kennedy spokesperson informed Newsweek about was the flight in 1993 from New York City to Palm Beach, Florida, where he visited his mother for Easter. So there's an updated statement to Newsweek. And it says here, the statement reads, the new one, the first time was in 1993 from NYC to Palm Beach to visit RFK Jr.'s mom for Easter. His wife, Mary, and two children accompanied him on the flight. Mary knew Epstein's girlfriend, Ghislaine Maxwell, because they served on a food allergy charity together. Maxwell learned that they were going to Palm Beach for Easter and offered their family a ride. The second time in the mid-90s, Mr. Epstein flew Mr. Kennedy, his wife, Mary, and five children to South Dakota for a fossil hunting trip. Those trips took place approximately 30 years ago, long before Mr. Epstein's criminal behavior was public knowledge. This from a rep from the Kennedy 24 campaign that went on and said those charges became public for the first time in 2006. Mr. Kennedy adds his voice to those demanding clarity about all of Mr. Epstein's nefarious activities, including the identities of powerful partners or shady entities who may have enabled or participated in his crimes. Says Mr. Kennedy supports the release of Epstein's business and personal records, including unredacted flight logs, which might contribute to the public's understanding of Mr. Epstein's sexual abuse of minors and his suspicious death. And then in this Newsweek article today, it has its own list of people who apparently, they say, flew on Jeffrey Epstein's Lolita Express. And that list here includes... Right up top, because I don't think they like the guy, Donald J. Trump, Bill Clinton, Kevin Spacey, Chris Tucker, Bill Gates, Prince Andrew, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Yitzhak Perlman, John Glenn, and George Mitchell. It says here, all of the above names were reported by the Associated Press and CNN. There is no suggestion that those who flew on the jet were involved in any illegal activity. And then, of course, we had that allegation against Prince Andrew from the woman who said she was 17 and 18 at the time and was there for sexual encounters with billionaires, politicians, royals, heads of state. Supporters of Donald Trump, one of Kennedy's likely 2024 opponents, have also sought to highlight the Epstein scandal to contrast it with the former president's current legal predicament. 
it says here. And it goes on in August, for example, MAGA loyalist Carrie Lake posted on X, formerly Twitter, quote, it's been three years almost to the day since Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Not a single one of his clients has been indicted for heinous crimes against children. Yet President Trump was just indicted for the fourth time. Justice is dead in America. Anyway, all this is just like, it just keeps going on and on and on. It gets darker and darker and crazier and crazier. And yeah, yeah let's see if we can play that clip of the Jesse Waters show here for you. Jeffrey Epstein's jet, were you? Yeah, I was on Jeffrey Epstein's jet two times. I was on it uh, in 1993 and I was on it in, and I went to, Florida with my wife and uh, two children to visit my mom over Easter. Um, my my wife had some kind of relationship with Glenn Maxwell and mm. they offered us a ride to Palm Beach. So I went then and then on another occasion, I flew again with my family with I think four of my children and um, and uh, and Mary, my wife, to Rapid City, South Dakota, to go fossil hunting I, uh, for a weekend. And uh, but other, otherwise, I was I was never on his jet alone. I you know I've been very open about this from the beginning. This was in '93, so it was 30 years ago. It was before anybody knew about Jeffrey Epstein's, uh, you know, his nefarious issues. And I agree with you that these, all of this information should be released. Um, and we, we should get real answers on what happened to Jeffrey Epstein and any of the high level political people that he was uh, involved with. All of that should be open to the public. It should be absolutely transparent. And, you know, I don't see why any of those records would have any redactions in them. Why would we be hiding that from the American public? Well, you might that- Life is different for those folks. News. The world is watching.
Okay, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to the phones. Just a reminder that uh, you can support the show, helps cover the bills by donating at maverickdonations.com, which is the Give Send Go account, or you can help us out and drive Justin Trudeau absolutely bonkers by donating at freedomreporters.com. Yeah, send Justin Trudeau a gift. I just had an idea. It'll be, I'll, I'll tell you tomorrow night. Um, <laughs> I love it. Okay, freedomreporters.com. You can support us there as well. Um, still no sign of the t-shirts yet, but they are being printed. We'll have those Exile the Knights of Malta t-shirts, and we'll also have Maverick Multimedia or Maverick News t-shirts as well, available again You know, within the next probably few days, hopefully sometime this week. So I'll... Keep you guys posting on that one uh, so you can support us there. And we are about ready to start taking phone calls. You can join the conversation at 1-833-975-3733. 1-833-975-3733. You can talk about anything you want. Ask me anything you want. You can even try to change my mind just like Mr. Crowder, uh, we'll at least have a nice conversation. So we got all that going on. Don't go away. I'll get those phone lines fired up. And we'll start yakking right after this. The New World Order. Government overreach. The Great Reset. Mainstream media lies. Now more than ever. Independent voices are needed. Donate now at freedomreporters.com. That's freedomreporters.com. Maverick News, the antivirus program for your mind. Jingle bells. Trudeau smells. Biden laid an egg. Klaus Schwab's deal has no appeal. But tomorrow is a brand new day. Hey everyone. Have a merry maverick Christmas. And a magnificent new year. Jingle bells, Trudeau smells, Biden laid an egg. <laughs> oh, I'm so juvenile sometimes. <laughs> uh, tell you, I couldn't do that when I was working in the mainstream media. <laughs> 
Well, actually, I did sometimes. <laughs> Why do you think I'm here? <laughs> okay, let's get to these phones. Uh, there it is. Let's get that up on the screen. And we are ready to rock and roll with our first caller of the night. We'll put that there. Now we're configured. And let me get the phone number back up on the screen for everyone as well. There it is. 1-833-975-3733. Call early, call often, and let's get our first caller up. Who do we have on the line? Hello? Hello. Oh, good. I'm the first one on. I bet. I even beat Lord Leo. I can't believe it. Neither can I. It's, I don't have you. You've been first before at some point, but not for a long time. I know it's just a, a a draw of the hat, you know. It's it. I don't know how to explain it. Sometimes it occurs, and I'm very pleased. As am I. So, what is on your mind tonight, Dom Bam? Well, I, I I have a funny story, but also I wanted to respond to uh, the Kennedy flight thing, mm -hmm. and I know that my father was a pilot. And we used to go to airports, and sometimes other pilots would let us fly on their planes. So we left our plane, he had a plane, a little one, and we'd go on their planes to places. So, you know, um, and, and it was, and you can do that even if you join an association at a local airport. Other people will take you up in their planes. So, my question is in concern to J or RFK and the Donald, the Trumpy Bear, is yes, Trumpy Bear did go on a flight and he was going from, I think, New York or somewhere to somewhere else. It was a very short flight because he was having plane problems. And I, I've been following this since 2018 when they first found out, out, out announced things about Epstein, you know, mm -hmm. and so I followed it very closely. And then I, I got a, I saw the the flight logs at one point, but then it, they were on published. Someone published them on YouTube years ago, but then it was taken down, and you couldn't see them anymore. And they and and they showed the actual all the names, and there was a fellow in named Sean Ashwood out of England, who also had Epstein's black book, a copy of the black book sent to him. Mm -hmm. And that was also in about 2019. But it's all been shut down now. You can't find it anymore. But I saw those things. And, um, but anyways, so go back to Trump Bear and, and Kennedy. If they were flying domestically, that is much different than flying to St. James's Island, and that would be in that. Are you there? I'm here. I'm listening. And that would. I'm just have another call coming in, and I'll ignore it. Um, okay. And it would be. It would be. Uh, um, that would be an international flight, and the logs would be much different, and and it would disclose that because it involves other countries. And uh, but all countries know what's going on in the air. I mean, if you just watch Monkey Works, you can see flight patterns all the time mm -hmm. on domestic and military flights. 
some of those go into cognito when they are flying certain people. But um, so that's that's it. So I really don't think that we can jump on either Trump Bear or uh, Kennedy for just flying domestically. It, it would be the James, going to St. James Island that would be the big thing. Yes, I understand exactly what you're saying. The thing is, it's just, it's, it's the relationship. It's the connection to the man, right? It's like, why do these guys, why, why were these guys even hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein? Um, but, I, you know, this is a guy who is sort of making the rounds, right? Hobnobbing, rubbing elbows with the, the rich and famous. And I think Epstein made a point of making as many contacts as he possibly could. But um, it, when you're in politics, all it, all that it takes to kind of sully your reputation is just a photograph with one wrong person. I know, and that's most unfortunate because you're at a social event and you're having a good time and someone introduces you to another person and, and, and they get talking and someone else comes up with the camera and says, oh, I, I, let's take a picture, everybody smile, and so you do. Yes, that's right. And so I, 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 don't, I can't judge too quickly on this one because um, it, it's not... Uh, necessarily true what they're trying to push in the narrative and uh i just uh, i'm i'm hesitant on to to believe that narrative because without those domestic i mean international logs and knowing who went to uh, saint james i mean that's where so much took place and and that was evil and mm -hmm. uh you know i mean going from one airport to another when someone also offers you a flight it's no big deal. Pilots do it all the time. And people who have pilots and planes do it all the time. Well, that island, it seems to me, from what I've been seeing in the media about it over the years, it was, a, it was like a private sex club vacation thing where the rich people would go oh, and yeah. engage in hedonistic activities. And, um, the downfall of it all was that they were taking some teenage girls there who were underage. Maybe I, I've seen pictures where they're only about eleven, actually. Is that so, right? Um, oh you God. can find you, yeah. You, oh, you can find a lot on that topic on Rumble. You won't see it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, but uh, I, you know, and some of that stuff did come out originally on YouTube, but then it was bored, taken down so, so quickly. And if you tried to search for it again, you could not find it, you know. I guess YouTube didn't have all its security perimeters up that it does now. And mm -hmm. um, I, saw, I saw a lot at that time. That was back in, you know, about 2019. But anyways, so on to the lighter subject now. Okay, I just good. wanted to say again, thank you. Thank you to all Mavericks. And um, when I was waiting for your call, I could hear you mention the word jingle bills <laughs> <laughs> or jingle balls. So, and so I just wanted to say I saw an advertisement on the next day. And it was so funny because it was for a product called Manscapes. Have you ever heard of that? I have indeed. 
And it was Leo would love it. Every everybody would love it in the in the Maverick family. I think it was on a Dave Rubin show that live streamed across my TV, and I had never watched him before. And he had to read this ad, and he was almost in tears of laughter as he's reading it. But it's about, it's about hair clipping. You know, it started out for hair clipping men's hairs in the nose and the ears and then it went on to other little pot, little parts of the body <laughs> and and so they actually meant mention like a lawnmower for jingle balls give oh, your wife the goodness. best present give your wife the best present jingle balls for christmas there you go yeah <laughs> <laughs> Just all the maverick gentlemen out there, I thought you'd like to know that because it is funny. And when we mention, when we girls mention balls, do not get scared. We're members of the opposite sex, and we appreciate men. Well, I'm glad you do. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how to approach my wife with this subject tonight. Maybe just better left unsaid. <laughs> I know. I'm, I, I've told my friends who not, are not yet on Rumble, and I said, "Oh, you've got to listen to our phone calls for the, on this show for the last two, little while." And so I'm. They said, "Okay, well, set me up when I come to visit you." Oh, and another thing, I I want Anesty suggested we get on Discord, and so I I joined right while we were waiting for you to come on. Mm -hmm. But what happened was. And then someone else came, some men, a man's voice came on. I think it might have been PBS 10. And, and I, I heard a voice, but it kept saying input, output for Mike. So I don't, and I pressed both buttons, but nothing worked. And I have little headsets, but I don't know what to do because I think I might have to go into my computer settings. So maybe, and how we got on that topic was I was suggesting that we all do a Zoom chat to just share recipes and have some fun, you know, with, with without the, any news. And um, everybody was, or a lot of were going, yes, we need to do that. That would be fun. Because some of us are going to be alone at Christmas, you know. Mm. Yeah. And we'd like yeah. to have a Maverick, a Maverick family Zoom chat or something like that. You leave that with me. I'm going to work on that. Unless you well, are, whatever, but yeah, well, I don't yeah. know, so Rich, that I love you. I could be your co-host, though. <laughs> Sometimes you are, just so like I'm, right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are so lovely. I mean, and what you said tonight, just a few minutes ago, about reaching out to the Maverick family, and if you have any, if we have any problems, I mean, there's there's a lot of people who are suffering. And if they don't know God and they don't pray, they, it makes it very hard on them. Mm -hmm. And uh, because you've got to have an, a, an external outlet. And it, that, I just want to say, if you don't have a spiritual outlet, it, it, it makes it so difficult. But everybody has that within them to do. Yeah. They can all do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all need some support and some uh, uh, a little inspiration from time to time. And yeah, I'm here. I'm here. 
So I know, I know, and that's that's the Lord, that's the Lord working and shining through you, Sir Richard. So I'll, I'll let you get on to your next caller. Thank you, appreciate that, Pam. And uh, yeah, you're not God. just a co-host. Sometimes you come in and save the show. <laughs> so thank you, appreciate that. Okay. All right, darling. All right, we'll talk Night. more later. All right, who do we have up next? Go ahead. Hi, this is Alex. Hi, Alex. How are you? Welcome back. Um, I, I'm hanging in there, I guess. Um, just to let you know, there is quite the delay from your video I'm watching on my TV there and my phone call. So maybe give us a few seconds in between. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll try not to watch the video up there because it just confuses me. Yes. <laughs> um, I've talked to you before. Um, you calm my heart. Listening to your videos calms my heart because I just watched a uh, uh, uploaded video on Pierre's um I don't know if it's his YouTube channel or something, but right away it was in, I don't know, I'm not really a politic person, but in that building where they all get to talk. Parliament? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, the minute, the second, the half a second, when Justin Trudeau started talking, I just lost my crap. Like I started bawling, my my blood pressure went up, I'm sure, and it just scares the crap out of me. I've been on this planet for 60 years, and I've never been so scared in all my life. And I'm just curious to know why. Why does the world keep letting him stay here? This This is so wrong in so many levels. Why does the parliament place allow him to carry on the way he does? Like, I thought it was supposed to be like a courthouse or something. Like, when they ask you a question, a yes and no answer, give them a yes and no answer. Or sit there and dance around it. Like, that should tell everybody right there that this is not the prime minister for us. <laughs> he's going to destroy us. No, he's not. He's, 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 trust me on this. His days are numbered. He is on the way out the door. Even his own party doesn't really want him anymore. So you keep your chin up and you keep your spirits up because that guy, he's on the way out. I guarantee it. Within well, the next then, who, then who are we supposed to turn to, right? And people are saying, oh, Pierre. And then other people are saying, oh, but he's just as bad because he's a politician too. And it's like, you know, I would think anybody would be better than Justin Trudeau. Anybody will be better than Justin Trudeau. <laughs> I'm sorry about the tears, but this guy is driving me insane. I am so scared every time I wake up. I mean, I used to be able to go to the food bank here in my local town. And I can't because nobody can donate to them. And so I am nope. usually no, have no food, you know, and I'm just like, what the hell? What do you mean? Nobody, <laughs> How can this what, be happening? What do you mean nobody can donate to the food bank? I don't understand. Because food, food costs too much. Oh, 
Well, people do still donate to the food banks. They're, they're still there. Yeah, they're still there, but it's so limited. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and I still, I blame Justin. Like, how can he do this? They sit there and worry about Ukraine and uh, yeah. is, uh, is whatever and all those other places. Mm-hmm. Oh, donate to them. Donate to them. Like, excuse me. How about donate to us? Mm-hmm. What about your Canadian people? What about us Canadians? When are you going to start caring about us, Justin Trudeau? Where do we come in? Yes. You know, and, and then people sit there and turn around and go, oh, well, you hired him kind of thing. And it's like, okay, yeah, we all hired him. Well, now we want to fire him. Please, Rick, tell me, how do we fire him? You, you just have to let the process work. The system <laughs> self-corrects over time. It does. You also, what, 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 what the trap is here. Alex is, is you can't let the opponents of Justin Trudeau. So there are many different groups, organizations, political activists who want him gone as well. And they want your support. So they also use fear to manipulate us. And they're, and they scare people in an exaggerated way so that they erode his support. That's part of the game as well. But the truth is somewhere in the middle. It's not black and white. And you can't let either side scare you and manipulate you. You have to kind of just stay grounded, stay in the middle, and realize that there are that he's over here and he's been using fear to manipulate us and control us. But his opponents also use fear to manipulate and control. And there are foreign actors out there who also are trying to manipulate us because we're at war right now. So they want to undermine support, not just for the government, for but for our entire political system, which they would like to have torn down so that they can come in and fill any political vacuum that's left. And and the result is exactly where you're at right now. It's it's confusing. It's scary. It, it fills us all full of fear and uncertainty. And, and we feel Rick. like we can't we don't have any control, but it will. It will come back. You'll see. I would like to know, is he going to be held accountable for the many suicides? Because I almost feel like I'm on that list soon because I can't take it anymore. <laughs> and I know I shouldn't let him get to me that way, but and he's just a man, but he's a cruel man. He's the devil. I understand what you're saying. You can't let it take you down that far. Because we need, because look, look, we need you. We need each other because we all need to support each other while we work toward better days, getting him out, expelling the liberals, punishing them by voting them out of office and bringing in some people who will bring us better times. Now, I think I think that if Pierre Polyev is elected, things will be better. Will they be perfect? No. No politician is going to be perfect. And it wouldn't matter if the entire system was torn down. Whatever comes in to fill that void or vacuum, that won't be perfect either. But I think we need to be very careful and measured in what we do. Keep things on a realistic, even keel. Stay focused on the, the, the objective, which is to get him out of office 
and bring in something oh, better God, and yeah. then apply pressure through the political system to make sure that we get better policies in place and that our rights and freedoms are better protected and keep working at that. Okay. Well, one other question quickly then. Yep. Um, it, like you were saying if, and hopefully Pierre does get voted in, well, why hasn't he not once yet mentioned that if he is elected, that he will give back the over $30 million that Justin Trudeau stole from all those truckers, the donation place. When you talk about donations on your pay, on your uh, YouTube, I, 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 I won't. I don't trust anything anymore to do with donations because I donated to that and I'm on disability welfare. So yeah. for me to take that hard, not harder, I'm sorry, but mm -hmm. my pennies and send it to a donation for a good cause and then get told that they get it all got taken away. Where is it? Why hasn't it been returned? Why is Pierre not saying, oh, I'm going to make sure that I, that all gets given back? Because he can't. You know, that because he can't. No more, he no can't. longer. Yeah. And he, then. No, he can't. Well, how? Because let me explain. Like I don't this, this is this is the kind of thing that can really drive people crazy if you don't understand the law and you don't understand politics. He is not allowed yeah. to do something like that because he can't interfere as a politician and certainly not as the prime minister in a legal process because that would corrupt it. You see, that would be like him determining the outcome of uh, a trial. Just because he's, I'm the prime minister, and I hereby declare that that guy is innocent, when it's completely mm -hmm. inappropriate for him to do that, he is obligated to remain hands off. He can have an opinion on some of the issues surrounding it, but he cannot direct the courts to do anything. He, he cannot. So nor, was the GoFundMe the then? General. So he who took he all the money from the GoFundMe? It's it's not it's it's in it's in um it's in a it's like in in limbo. It's frozen. It's sitting there, oh. and some of it actually so has nobody been. Has it. Some, no, the government has it. They have control of it, and they've actually released some of those funds, as I understand it, to not all of it, but some of it to one portion of the um, Freedom Corp in order to cover some of the legal bills. So some of it has been used for that purpose, but not the, the bulk of it, no. It's still sitting there frozen. And I think that, you know, that's because yeah. they still need to determine exactly where all this money came from, what exactly happened with it. And so that's why it hasn't entirely been returned. And it isn't exactly clear where that money should go. I mean, certainly you could look at maybe giving it all back to the people who donated it, but it becomes a little bit complicated. But the point with Pierre is, and this is the same with Trudeau, like it wouldn't be proper for Trudeau to step up or any politician and say, I hereby order the courts to give the money to this person or to return it to all of those people or give it to those truckers over there. That's inappropriate. It's it's not proper. Okay. If any politician directing the courts, you don't want that. You want the courts to be able to act independently from any political interference, right? Because otherwise you have a very corrupt mm. government. They can then throw somebody in jail on a on a trumped up charge and then we have already the prime minister have a just direct a conviction. And you don't want that. Because then you've truly got a mm -hmm. dictatorship. So I absolutely want some division of power between 
the the prime minister's office or the government itself and the judiciary. You want that. Absolutely. So, and it would be entirely inappropriate for Pierre Polyev to stand up there and make a promise like that, that he can't keep. So don't, you can't hold him accountable. Oh, on I that, see. Right. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, is, but, but I will tell you this, that's, that's why some people get so angry and so upset because there are people out there who, who I know are saying exactly what you're saying. They're, they're saying things to people like yourself. Well, if he really cared about Canadians and the truckers, he would just get, make mm-hmm. them give all that money back, but they don't either. They don't mm-hmm. understand, or they're just outright lying to you and misleading you because they don't like him because they want somebody else yeah. to get elected. Like maybe. Maxime Bernier from the PPC or maybe somebody from the Christian Heritage Party or some other party, right? Like, who knows what their real motivations are? Well, I have a lot of people that already don't like me because I voice my opinion on social media platforms and the the internet and stuff. And, well, yeah, and the, the biggest thing I usually say to them now is, if you don't like what I have to say, kiss the darkest part of my little white, you know. (laughs) <laughs> well there you go that's all you need to do you know you know the other thing yeah. alex like when i get really like stressed because when i'm in this cyber yeah. universe here and i'm a you know just like you being bombarded with all this negativity and crazy oh, information right yeah i just at some point yeah. i just have to turn it off and just go for a walk go outside and you know what? There's uh, I, a tree I, over there. Yeah. That's real. And I'm not in the cyber universe yeah. anymore. And I'm looking up and it's the oh, whole I, sky I, I, do, I do. Yeah, I do do that because like a long while back in my early 30s and 40s, I was seeing a psychiatrist and all that because of uh, emotional dysregulations and depression and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they one of the things I really stuck with was what they told me to do is to ground yourself, not like earthing or grounding, kind of, but not, but you ground yourself. When you're getting hyper, you're getting worried, you're getting scared. For me, when I start saying, I just want to leave the world because I can't handle this anymore yeah. of Justin Trudeau and all the crap. She says, my, my psychiatrist says, ground yourself at that moment. Look around and feel what's beside you. What is that? Touch it, feel it, notice it, name it, you know, go outside if you can for a while. I can't right now because it's minus 30 or something. It's cold, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but go outside and touch a tree. Right. That is grounding. Right. You know, so I do try to do that. And, and another thing for me is, like I said, is to watch your shows. And I really do try to listen what is being said in there to read between the lines, you know, mm-hmm. what he's trying to say. But then of course I hear trigger words, which I hate that word trigger, but mm-hmm. you know, like when you say, Oh, donate to whatever. And I'm like, Ooh, no, I don't mm-hmm. want to donate to anybody. I don't do donations. And then when someone says a GoFundMe, I'm like, yeah, right. As if I'm going to use GoFundMe. Why <laughs> did you see what they did to the truckers? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't trust anymore. My doctor wants to give me a prescription for something. I'm like, what is that? What do you, what is it? What's in there? What are you giving me? You know, I am yeah. so paranoid, worried. Yeah. I get it. You know, my, 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 my take on this is a little different though, Alex. And that, and this, and here's where I'm at with it. We are in an information age, whether we like it or not. 
And so what we need to do is learn how to use it and keep ourselves protected while we use it and use it to our advantage and not let it control us. We, it's, it's a mistake in my view to isolate ourselves, oh, yeah. not engage in it because by doing that, we're being left behind and we will no longer be able to fully participate in society because like it or not, everything is going digital information age. So, well, yeah, I know. Right? And you did say, you did say earlier too, that there's little hidden messages, you know, stuff that in commercials, mm -hmm. I see that. Yeah. I don't know if I'm the only one that sees that, but mm -hmm. they're making like, you go on Netflix and you watch one of them and you go, Oh, that looks like a good one. Like you watch the preview of it. Mm -hmm. And then you look at the date, 2023, this movie was made. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you watch it. I just watched a, a thing about uh, uh, a town becoming sick of something and then wearing masks and all. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. Mm. Like they are brainwashing you. People need to really, really stop watching commercials. Stop watching the ads on your computer, on your phone. It's, it, it's an, a neat little trick we have now with TVs. You can pause your TV. <laughs> And when you pause it mm -hmm. and then go back, now you have that space so you can actually go fast forward through the commercials. And I very much tell everyone right now, do that. Stop listening to it. They are brainwashing you. They are trying to stress you. They're trying to pin you against each other. Look what they did to us uh, transgender people. Like, that's another story. But like, wow, they made us out to be some horrible like, it just angers me because I'm transgender, you know? And I'm like, I'm not like any of that, what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Like, holy, and I'm also native. Um, I'm not like any of that, what they're saying. Like, what's going on? <laughs> this is where I'm getting so, as you say, bombarded with so much stuff, so much information, so much, like it's everywhere. You can't get away from it. Yes, you can. You just turn it off. <laughs> I know. <laughs> For a little while. Yeah, I feel like I'm being left out. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. But that's exactly right. You get addicted to it, right? And people do. There's an, you yeah. get endorphins and you, you, you get um, hormones flowing through your veins when they get you angry. Oh. And when that's part of, yeah. part of the whole trick, right? They put you on an emotional roller coaster and then you're on this chemical, oh. chemical <laughs> soup in your blood that gets you gives you highs mm. and lows and you miss it when it's turned mm. off. You get into a state of mm. withdrawal too, but you got to turn it off to clear your head out. Otherwise it'll drive you nuts. It literally will. So <laughs> well, to be that. very honest, like I, yeah, to be very honest, like I said, when I'm watching the other ones that I'm not too sure about, I come back to your channel to get, re-educated again, I guess you could say, on the matters at hand. I, I, I don't I don't know how to, how to word it. <laughs> but, you know, and I watched maybe a little this bit other person. The, oh, this yeah. Michelle Gardner. Um, she's on our side, isn't she? I, as much as any politician, I suppose. She seems yeah. pretty reasonable and level-headed most of the time, yeah. common sense, but yeah, so I, I kind of go between, I watch her, I watch you, I watch this uh, other YouTuber, 
a couple of YouTubers that you have had, had on your show, I actually have followed, you know, and then you get to know them like you have and be like, ooh, I'm not having that person here again. <laughs> like, oops, I was, I made that mistake. Won't, won't do that again. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. sometimes I know, you get, like, I can seriously, <laughs> I can seriously see it. When I'm watching your videos, I can so see it in your eyes, the way that you kind of talk around it, or, and it's like, uh-oh, he's not going to have that person on the show again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we don't always have to agree on everything. I do give people an opportunity no. to come on if they have other points of view, and that's cool, but yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And again, sorry about the tears. I just, oh, okay. oh I'm just like, but I needed to watch your show tonight because like you, like you said, I did turn it all off for like, you don't know, about three or four days is all I could handle. <laughs> but then I came back and right away saw that Pierre video, whatever that Justin Trudeau was on. And I was like, oh, God. And he stressed me out so bad. I was like, I got to go see my Rick. <laughs> don't you worry. Don't you fret. He's on the way out. So. Um, oh. I, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your thoughts and don't you worry about those tears you call back anytime and, uh, and we'll work it all out will do Rick you take care and have a blessed blessed evening you too and go go right. go, go hug a tree <laughs> oh no I'm going to go smoke a big one no sorry <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right you have a great night Alex talk to you soon okay bye Okay, bye. And here's the man without a plan himself. Hello, sir. How are you tonight? I wasn't going to call in until Alex called in and the tears and everything else. Just be strong. We're all in this shit together to the end. Yeah. Okay. Pierre's not going to, there's no way in hell Pierre's going to cover everything he says. Okay. For starters, he's walking into a half a trillion dollar debt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's 500 yeah. billion, folks. Okay, so no government's ever walked into another government's mess like this. If he gets rid of a couple things, like he said, the carbon tax on uh, day one, I'll be very happy. Yep. Okay, gets rid of that, and he starts, gets out of the WIF. Get out of that whiff shit. We'll be in a better place, guys. Yeah. He's not going to get everything covered. Don't, if you're expecting that, well... There ain't any government in the world that could walk into this problem and nope. get rid of it overnight. Nope. Right. So That's exactly right. You know, just be be strong. Trudeau, like you said, he's the trash always takes itself out. Mm -hmm. Okay, and as we see right now, it's taking itself out slowly but surely. It's only a matter of time. Mm -hmm. That's and exactly on both right. sides of the border. Yes, on both sides of the border. The only thing I like on that side of the border is the trash is taking itself out in a month. You know, they're going to the polls in a month, yeah. right? So we're going to be stuck. We're going to be stuck for another, what, year and a half with this twit at the most. Okay. Yeah. At the most. I don't see it going that long, but then again, I didn't see it going this long. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't think he'd be in office right now. I thought he would have been done last year. Right. So he's yeah. a narcissist. Yep. You don't, you don't know when to stop. Okay. And uh, he's going to keep doing what he's doing till the end. Yeah. And his end's coming near for his whole party. And if this whole party sits back and watches, well, the demise of the Liberal Party looks good on them. Because mm -hmm. they had a chance to intervene and do the right thing for the people, and they didn't. 
Yeah. You know, we got this Eric fuck. We got this Eric fuck. Okay, uh, the other day I posted something on Facebook. Uh, we got a, a liberal MP in Windsor, Windsor East, Eric, whatever his name is. Okay, him bragging about the EV plant, and he had a meeting with uh, in this in this thing, and he was talking talking shit about Pierre. Okay, and about this EV plant, and Dave Cassidy is back in his play. If you don't know who Dave Cassidy is, he's the president of the local 444 Stellantis Union. Okay, that's Chrysler's. And Dave Cassidy's a piece of shit in my eyes. You know, when we had the uh, little melee at the bridge, Dave Cassidy said in a quote in the paper, he's going to bring down 2,000 members of the 444 and we'll get rid of that blockade off the bridge. Like it was... uh, the gangs of New York with Leonardo DiCaprio. We were all laughing at him because half the people down there at the bridge were four, four, four members. That's right. Of course they were. Yeah. Yeah. They was, were. Yeah. Because right. So I thought I, just people. Yeah. I care. thought it was right. Yeah. Right. People that care. Yeah. You know, this is every day, everybody. We're all in this shit together and uh, don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything that's non reversible. Okay. Like I've talked to people, uh, my own brother spent two tours in Afghanistan, and a lot of his friends uh, ended up taking their lives at the end in Canada. And, I, you know, one-on-ones with my own brother, and I asked him, I said, how'd you get through it? Do you, you have any suicidal thoughts? And my brother said, no, I looked down that barrel a couple of times, right? But he's a family man, and you got through it, right? So, you know, get out. Like Rick said, get out. Talk to another person. Don't, do not isolate. If you feel like that, don't isolate yourself. Isolation's got to be the worst thing for you when you're going through any depression whatsoever. Get out and talk to somebody. Speak to somebody who's positive. Okay, and there's, uh, you know, in, in the native community, get out to your your elders. <laughs> get to the elders. Speak to the elders. Do what you got to do. Right. That's right. Me, on the other hand, it's family members, it's friends. Get out. Okay. If you're feeling down and depressed this time of year, and uh, Get out, just get out, see people, right? I got a good Christmas carol for everybody, and this is from Justin Trudeau. It says, uh, I have no gifts for you. Ha, 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 ha. Okay, because nobody's getting shit this Christmas from the uh, from the government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going to try, he might try and come out with a Christmas bill. Oh, here's an extra $100 for groceries. Okay, uh, and make, try to make themselves feel good with it, right? Yeah. I'm not going to say don't take the hundred bucks. Take it. He's going to give it away. Take your, whatever you can. It's your money anyway, because they stole it from you to begin with. <laughs> so that's right. Yeah. And it's funny to hear uh, Alex. Alex being of native descent, uh, you know, and hearing the liberals all proud about all the things that they've done for the natives. The natives don't even like the fucking guy anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's a creep. So well, we got. Bide, bide time, bite her lip, and uh, carry on, man. Don't do anything stupid. I know uh, I, I always say shit in chat, like, uh, where's the guy on the grassy knoll when we really need him, right? Uh, but hopefully the guy on the grassy knoll don't come. And as for all this crazy shit in the world going on, you pointed out, Rick, tonight, uh, I do believe it's a lot a lot to do with uh, pharmaceuticals, Prozac, Xanax, maybe the MK Ultra program in full effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You got yep. people doing strange shit all over the place. Yep. So 
who knows, it's going to come out. And the, the shit with the AI you're talking about, how the jury minds, this is no word of a lie. I was thinking, what do I want for Christmas that my kids could all pitch in for me? Something simple. So I'm thinking it in my mind, a pair of new work boots. How's that sound, right? I go on my phone. My phone was sitting about 10 feet from me. I go on my phone, and the first thing that popped up on my phone, guess what it was, Rick? Work Fucking boots. work boots. Yep. Work boots. So is the AI phone reading my mind? It's listening to you. Do they already have that technology? I don't know. You know, I'm going to start thinking crazy stuff like 10 midgets doing handstands on the carpet. And if something comes up like 10 midgets doing handstands on the carpet, then I know. Yeah. It's getting scary, right, so, man. It's getting yeah, scary. It is. I thought it was funny when you mentioned that because, you know, I, I don't want nothing really for Christmas. A pair of work boots would be nice, right? What's a hundred bucks? I'm sure my three kids could all chip in for that with the wife. Yeah. Buy me a pair of work boots and up came work boots. Like fucking weird. Really yeah. weird. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe they are. The technology's already implanted in our 5G phones, right? It's more, I'm sure that it is far more advanced than we realize. Yeah, well, if it happens three times, okay, in the next week, then it's not a coincidence. <laughs> I, like I said, I'll start thinking strange. I'll start thinking strange things. And if it pops up on my phone right away like that, then I know, right? I'm getting rid of the phone. We're going to have to communicate with smoke signals on uh, uh, on Maverick Multimedia from Windsor to Chatham, and you'll get my messages that way. This is funny. I was looking at CB radios the other day thinking, maybe we should get back to that. <laughs> Citizen band radio. Hey, yeah. 100% FM, AM. Yeah. Right? Get on, get on the bandwagon, right? Uh, nobody ever thought that the technology we have today, especially in 2000, the year 2000, I didn't think we'd have the technology that we have today, only 23 years later. Yes. Look at it. Yeah. It's insane. I seen a, a video today of a robot that was boxing, okay, with, uh, uh, with this, had the coach with the hand pads, and this robot was not missing. Every strike was perfect. I went, oh, my God, this is insane. Yeah. Right? Can you imagine an army like that? What would we do? That's exactly what they're doing. That's exactly what, That's they're, what doing. they're doing. They're putting together robots to, to carry the guns, okay? Uh, and then you got the guys behind the uh, the computers controlling it all, right? Yep. yep. That's exactly it's right. Insane. Insane, insane. Yep. Okay, Mr. Rick, I got to get on to the Dean Ryan show after this. Dean Ryan? I don't know. You know who Dean Ryan is? is? No, don't know. Oh, you got to look at Dean Ryan. Uh, he's, he's a musician, uh, and he's got his own show on Rumble. He starts at 10 o'clock, but tonight he's starting at 9 or whatever. But uh, you got nice hair. Dean Ryan's got nicer hair. Ooh. Is that right? Yeah, and he plays a lot of Pink Floyd. Yeah, he likes Pink Floyd a lot, this guy. He's been all over the world, right? So, yeah, it's a good show. All of us cool. usually hop over to that show after yours. Pretty groovy. Might have to check all righty, buddy. All right. Thank you, Leo. Have a great night, man. Bye-bye. See ya. Okay, and here's, is this Isabel? Yep, it's me. Howdy. <laughs> How's it going? How are you tonight? I'm okay tonight. How are you? Um, not too bad. I just came across a thing on Google, and I was wondering if you knew about the new $15 coin that's coming out. Nope, hadn't heard about it, but I can look that up. Has a dragon on it? 
Really? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> Are you it's kidding made of me? Pure silver. Yeah. And it has a dragon on it. There it is. This is crazy. Why would it have a dragon? Is it the year of the dragon? I don't know what what celebrating the year of the dragon. But that doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't symbol anything. Symbolize anything for Canada. Yes. Why a dragon? It says here. I'm just looking it up here. I'll bring up the article on the screen for folks. Here it is. Here. So hopefully you can see that on the screen now. There it is, bigger, and I'll read you what it says here. The Royal Canadian Mint introduced, introduced a brand new $15 coin. So it's 99.99% pure silver, features a massive lucky dragon. It's the Lunar Year of the Dragon is the third fine silver coin to be released as part of the Lunar Year coin series, which began back in 2022 at the Year of the Tiger coin, which is also, I think, Chinese, celebrating the Year of the Dragon, the silver $15 coin was inspired by Chinese folk art, which is depicted by via the dragon and its intricate details on the reverse of the coin. The whimsical dragon was designed by Zhai Peyak. Considered to be the natural leader of the Chinese zodiac, the dragon symbolized strength mm -hmm. and fortune. Um, so the Royal Canadian Mint wrote on its website, it is known for its ability to make things happen when it focuses its energy and in a year associated with the wood element, there is the potential for groundbreaking ideas that bring progress and prosperity. But yeah, why are we focused on something Chinese? Yeah. yeah. I'm just seeing if there's any explanation as to why. There's Queen Elizabeth II like, on no, the other side. But no other country would put another country's symbol on their coin. Yeah. Kind of, that's something, doesn't it? Yeah. I was thinking about exactly that just yesterday. Um, and I was thinking, you know what we need here in Canada is we mm -hmm. really need something to bring people together. Something, you know, it's all like I, I keep hearing what people don't like. I hear all of the reasons why people want to sort of tear the country down or tear it apart. And I was like, what? we need to find something that unifies us, not just the flag, but something else, maybe like something. I was thinking like the um, the great goose or something, you know, the like some other symbol that people can kind of get behind so that we don't fight. So we get, you know, it's just like get behind something. I don't and I don't think that the Chinese yeah. dragon is it because. No. In fact, here's here's a, uh, a response online. This person posts, I think it is insane. We're making coins in honor of a foreign nation, China, of all places. Is this a tribute to the overlords, our leaders, have sold the souls of Canadians to? Why do we sell out our resources to Xi Jinping? Why do we mint coins in honor of their culture and not our own? Why does our PM uh, spanked on yeah. international television by Xi instead of us having a spine? Why are our why are our leaders spineless? So you're not alone. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of posts like that on here. Yeah, and when that popped up on Google, I went, You gotta be kidding me. Yeah, we really? should have Canadiana on there for sure. Like I, I agree. Like we do have people from all different countries and cultures here, but 
we should be focusing on very Canadian things, especially on our money, right? Right. And to me, that's that that says volumes right there. I think you're right. That says volumes right there. Yep. But we don't do we don't do a Russian symbol. We don't do a U.S. symbol. Right. We don't do a, a European <laughs> symbol. Why China? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Where is Trudeau's nose again? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> I agree with you. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's that's on. just right in our face, right? The influence. Could you imagine yeah. U.S. money with a Chinese dragon on it? They would not. <laughs> they'd never do that. No. This is just blatant. Is he purposely trying to make this country look like a fool? I mean, I know every time he gets on there and he goes. Well, I know that Canadians. No, you don't. You don't know shit. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, in the other room, when I was younger, I used to collect coins, and I have these uh, uh, Jacques Cartier silver dollars that I bought years and years and years ago. I bought a roll of them. I still have them. They're still rolled up mint, right? And uh, but mm-hmm. back then, we still put Canadian things on our currency, not Chinese. Yes, dragons. you had the Cortez. You yeah. had the guys in the canoe, right? Yeah, that's right. And, yeah, because my husband has, um, well, when he was alive, he bought all these mint sets. Mm-hmm. And they had them, like, with the portage and, you know, with the, the, the moose. And all those symbols were on there, but they were Canadian symbols. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I thought, now you want to bring out a dragon. Yeah. Hmm. So again, they've slid it under and just put it out there. Here you go, folks. Now you got a loony and a toonie. We're idiots, you know, because that's what you call our money. But now you go put a dragon. Yeah, on the $15 coin. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Something else, it's, eh? It's great. I mean, when, when I used to go to the States and we did a lot of bike rallies in the States with the uh, Goldwing Group. And, um, because we were bikers mm-hmm. and, uh, that's where I get my potty mouth from, but, um, <laughs> you would go down there and they, you know, you buy something and they go, well, what is like, you know, and you ask their tax and they say, well, it's this or it's that. Like, I think in Nashville, I think it was 7% when we got to Florida, it was like 4%. Yeah. And I looked at the guy and I said, 4%. He goes, yeah. He said, it's really high. This was in 2010. Yeah. I said, really high? I said, you should come to Canada. We pay 13%. He goes, what? <laughs> and I said, we don't have pennies anymore. Because, you know, Canada, we have no sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yep. I'm like, oh, my God. You know you're in trouble. You know you're in trouble when they start eliminating coins because it costs more to produce the coins than they're worth. Yes. Yes. But this just blew my mind tonight. And I thought, oh, my God. Like, really? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Have you ever seen the video of the Scottish grandmother trying to read the Willy Wonky Donkey? The Willy Wonky Donkey? Yeah. (laughs) I don't think so. What is that? If you want to laugh, people should look that up. The Willy Wonky Donkey. Is this on YouTube? Oh, yes. 
I think it's YouTube. Um, and honest to God, you'd be like her. You can't even get through the book. And she's reading it to her grandson. And you'll be in tears by the end Is with this her reading this. Walkie donkey song, unofficial music video. Is this like, and there's, the there's a little kid. Here, I'll bring the. I'll bring this up and you tell me which one it is. Is this a long video or a short video? Uh, I think it's probably. Well, we'll run a little bit of it then. How about that? It's not a copyrighted thing, is it? Okay, so sorry. Oh, I, I hang on. I took you off the screen. I have I do that all the time when I'm trying to do this because I've got all these multiple screens and I always bring up the wrong thing. So hang on. I'm going to get you back on. So people can hear you again. There you, there you go. Okay. Now I have to go over here and actually bring it up. Are you up there? It's okay. The there you, well, there you go. You're back on. Well, that's the animated storybook. And we but need the to... one up above, the mother, the grandmother sitting with the little boy. Okay. Is that the one you want to? The one Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's, I put that there and then I have to go to, nope, not there, not there, not there, not there. There, I gotta go there, and I gotta go there. All right, now I can bring it up. <laughs> this is, it gets complicated when we get into the phone system and I try to bring stuff up on the screen. But I've got her now. We've got her under control. Well, somebody sent me this. So and there it's, you go. honest to God, I almost wet my pants. So this is the, <laughs> this one here, the wonky donkey. Welcome to the. This is a commercial. We'll just let that roll out without the audio. And is this it? Is that the lady? It's the one with the grandmother. Yeah, the one with the little boy. Okay. All right. It's not real long. It's, it's it's only a few minutes long. Let's let's tune in and listen to the wonky donkey. The wonky donkey. I was walking down the road and I saw. Donkey, a bee, a donkey, hee-haw, and he only had three legs. He was a wonky donkey. <laughs> I was walking down the road and I saw a donkey, hee-haw. He only had three legs and one eye. He was a winky-wonky donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking down the road and I saw a donkey. Hee-haw! He only had three legs, one eye, and he liked to listen to country music. He was a honky-tonky-winky-wonky donkey. <laughs> I don't know if the kids get it. <laughs> She's enjoying it, though. I was walking down the road and I saw a donkey. Hee-haw! He had only three legs, one eye. He liked to listen to country music. <laughs> He was a lanky, honky, donkey, winky, wonky, donkey. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you Oh, dear, I don't. 
country music he was quite tall and slim smelled really really bad that morning he got up early and hadn't had any coffee and he was always getting up to mischief <laughs> he was a hanky panky cranky stinky dinky lanky honky donkey winky wonky donkey. <laughs> oh, 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 oh this is gonna kill me <laughs> to country music he was quite tall and slim he smelled really really bad that morning he got up early and hadn't had any coffee he was always getting up to mischief but he was quite good looking he was a spunky hanky panky cranky stinky dinky lanky honky donkey winky wonky donkey <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to finish this it's getting it's caught me <laughs> down the road and I saw a donkey. Okay. Hee-haw! <laughs> the end. <laughs> How to set up a... Uh, that's fun. Great. That and I tell you, every yeah. time I look at this, if, if I've had a rough day, by the time I've gone through that video, I'm crying, but because my sides hurt so bad from laughing. <laughs> well now see now if anybody's feeling down just go watch the wonky donkey video and that'll turn turn things around for you right there yeah, yeah. we did another one it was called i need a new bum oh and okay it's, it's just as bad but these books are actually on the market yeah and if yeah. i had little kids i would i would purchase one yeah. My guess but is you won't I've... find those in the public school libraries. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Maybe not politically but correct enough, but they're very laugh. therapeutic. Yeah. And and I thought we all needed a laugh. I was listening to your caller before um uh Alex. Mouth South was on. Alex, yes. Yeah. And I felt really bad for her. Yeah. So I thought, I think, well, we need, we need a laugh. Cause yes, like, he, like he's saying, like Leo says, we're all in this together. Yep. We're we all are. in this together. And we're going to get through it together. Isabel, thank we you. We are. But yeah. I thank you for keeping us grounded and you have a great night, Rick. You too. I appreciate the call very <laughs> much tonight. That was a lot of fun. 
And <laughs> we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. And I can't top the wonky donkey, so we'll wrap it up there. And uh, thank you, everybody, for spending the time here with me tonight. As always, an absolute privilege. And especially here at the end, it's been fun. And yeah, we'll keep things grounded and positive as much as possible in this crazy mixed up world that we're in right now. But yeah, we are in it together, like it or not. Uh, and we're going to row this lifeboat back to shore. And we'll make a little more progress tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Love you guys. Catch you on the flip side. This has been a Maverick Multimedia Productions.